Hello? Hi. Hi. Um, hey, listen, I, I know I know you're getting married in a few hours. Um, congratulations. I, I just I just wanted to say. Uh, Kate, you know what you said to me the day we signed our divorce papers? Yeah, I remember. I want you to know that I see it now. I'm sorry it took me so long. If only I'd had a crystal ball, if I could have seen the way that this all ended up. Yeah. Life would be much simpler if we could live it backwards. Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us Too. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's have a good cry. Hi, everybody, and welcome. My name's Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and that, ladies and gents, that is how you do television. Woof. Man, that was that was something. And uh oh, like wow, just just excellent writing, mm-hmm. excellent directing, mm-hmm. um the the lighting, e- everything about editing, the editing was just phenomenal. Uh yes. y- you you can't get any better than what we got in, in terms of the editing. But just what a way to frame this relationship and and i i know i've said this before and i'll say it again and i'll die on this hill the emotional math adds up yes it all adds up it all makes sense and even though earlier in the season we were kind of looking at toby as the villain here he really isn't neither of them are neither of them are they just aren't suited at this point and what kate says is just so relevant to their relationship um I'm just huge on this episode. Massive on this yeah. episode. Do you have a story you would like? Would you like me to share? Because I I do have a fun story. It says story, Blake. So I didn't prepare one. Okay. Well, I I have one, and it's not necessarily how I relate to this episode, but I want to give you the context under which I watched this episode. <laughs> okay. Um. I watched this episode. I was away from Mary because I was in I was on out on a, a business trip, ironically enough. Um in Florida. And you know, like because I was on a business trip in Florida, we obviously didn't get a chance to podcast about it this week. So again, thank you very much for your patience. Because then the following week, Mary and I went on vacation. So now whatever. It is what it is. Um I was in the airport and I was in the airport all day. All day, like literally from, oh, I don't know, maybe 12 in the afternoon all the way till nine o'clock at night. And I did a ton of work, but Mary's like, hey, you should watch This Is Us because- You got time to kill. You got time to kill and we're going to podcast about it when you come home, which we didn't, but that's fine because we were busy. And so I want you to watch it. I said, okay, yeah, I'll watch it. So so I'm in the Fort Lauderdale airport. And for those of you who have been there, 
to good old FLL, you know that is a massive freaking airport. And I get there. And I'm sitting down and I'm doing work. And I'm like, hey, I'll watch This Is Us now. I put it in and immediately start crying. <laughs> in an airport. In an airport. <laughs> in an airport in front of thousands of people. Thousands just walking by me. And I'm holding back my tears as hard as I can. And like, you know, that moment when you hold tears back, like so hard that it hurts, like it hurts your throat and it hurts like that. You know, that back part of your throat. I don't because I don't, I either don't cry mm-hmm. that often or I just let it happen, man. Oh. I, I'm I'm a believer. You got to let those feelings show. The problem is I'm a Pisces. So if I cried every single time that I wanted to cry. Yeah, you would. Be, I wouldn't stop crying. You would be dry. <laughs> I would be like, uh, I would be like sadness and, and, um, <laughs> In, in, inside in, out. Inside out. That would that would be me. That or I'd be like the people, the sand people in Star Wars, just because <laughs> I'm so dry. Um, so yeah, that's what happened to me. Uh, and what an experience holding back all of those tears in front of all of those people, trying to look normal and like. <laughs> when really nobody cares. Nobody They're all cares. rushing. Nobody's looking at me, like running around. But I'm the idiot that's like, oh, everybody's staring at me because I'm crying. Because I'm watching Katobi. I know, and <clears throat> dude. Instantly started crying. Just, in, like, I, I'm not even kidding. That first scene, I cried. Because, yeah, the one that you played? Yeah. Uh, just how it was shot, how it was edited, the whole, all of it. Oh, man, what a, dis- like, what a disaster I was. Yeah. So for that day. So that is how I related to. But you got to watch it and you felt your feelings. I felt all. the Every single feeling there ever has been in, in humanity, I felt at that oh, moment. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get into the rest of this episode, we want to remind you all to um, check on out all of our socials. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube just by searching Marianne Blake. We also have a ton of other podcasts. You can find those at marianneandblake.com. And we would love to invite you to our exclusive Facebook group. All you need to do is go to Facebook and search Mary and Blake. There we get to talk about all of these shows and more. You're going to find a great community there. So on that note, let's get into the show. All right, Marvin, this episode was entitled Katobi as... We all know it is, it is uh, the, the shipping name, if you will, of uh, Kate and Toby. Mm-hmm. And such a great shipping name. I, I, right from the jump, I loved that ship name. Agreed. Such a great name. Uh, and this was directed and written by, I would dare say, This Is Us Royalty. Because um, it's directed by Ken Olin and written by as Isaac Aptaker and Elizabeth Berger. Now, you actually have not heard their name this season yet i'm like i know their names yes well because they were the co-showrunners for a few seasons uh it's not to say that dan fogelman wasn't running the show because he created it but Mm -hmm. it was like isaac aptaker and elizabeth berger kind of like took the reins from him Mm -hmm. for a little bit there while he was doing his other movies and yada yada it feels like he is reassumed the you know the lead showrunner role because Isaac Aptaker and Elizabeth Berger have actually created their own show in the meantime uh, during the COVID what did break. They, create? they created How I Met Your Father, which is like the spin-off series of How I Met Your Mother. 
Okay. And apparently it's been getting very good reviews. Uh, and they, it's also one of the other, you know, one of the many shows that they've been writing on. They, they've also written, you know, that show Love, Simon mm-hmm. on Netflix. I, or is it Hulu? I can't remember. What is one of the other. I don't even know what it is. Um, but yeah, you haven't heard their names this season a whole ton because this is the first season, the first episode they've written for this season. And when you look back and you, and you, and you see all the different episodes that they have written – you kind of get why they're This Is Us royalty and why they were brought up to oh, co-showrunners. Nice. So like okay, yeah. it, you have Pilgrim Rick, Jack Pearson's son, yep. Moon Shadow, Deja Vu, The Car, The Wedding, Nine Bucks, Her, The Pool Part 2, The Cabin, There, oh, yeah. and Jerry 2.0. Like those are heavy hitters when yes. it comes to This Is Us. Uh, yes. I would say that the earlier episodes are more heavy hitters than the later ones. Nevertheless, excellent stuff. Agreed. And Ken Olin, he's directed a kabillion episodes of This Is Us. He's the he's the primary director. And if you want to listen to all the ones or see all the episodes that he's directed, do that in your own time. Just go to this. Go to imdb.com. You there can you get go. that information there. Uh, lemonade ratings, Marvin. What do you got for this episode? It's a big old five, yep. almost a five plus. Oh, what mm. holds it from being a five plus? <sighs> There was no Jack Pearson. And there was no place for Jack Pearson, aside from the mention of Jack Pearson. Yeah. And there, there's no way he could have fit in. But... Uh, but part of me likes the fact that he's not in it. I know, I know. But that's why like, I'm saying a it's myth. a five. It's a five. Yes. Like, still super duper solid. I did not cry. You didn't cry? No. Oh, my God. I sobbed all the tears. I wonder if children, wonder. if fellow children of divorce, you're a wizard, because we're like, yep, yep. Um, Whereas, because so my parents are divorced. Yes. Blake's parents didn't divorce. Like, I wonder if I don't know, or maybe they would cry just as much, and I'm just insensitive. <sighs> Plus, I knew we all knew it was going to happen. Yeah, it's. I think what's weird too is, uh, yeah, I didn't cry. Like there's, there's. I felt lots of feelings. I'm not a stone, sure, but I didn't cry. Well, you know what? Let's let's move on to. We'll, we'll move on to the yes. to the GBGs and in, in my and my um, lemonade rating, and then we'll talk about okay. all this stuff. Okay, uh, my lemonade rating. I'm giving this a four point nine nine nine. Okay, we're getting. We're getting deep into the thousandths, okay? Okay. I can't give it a five. I can't. I really okay. want to. Like, I, part of me really wants to give it a five. Okay. But part of me also knows that I'm a hot ass. So I want to save that five rating for later on, knowing that this episode, how much I loved it, but there's this, there's this, there are two things that prevent me from giving a full five, and they're little ticky tack things. And I know it's going to piss people off. Okay, but I got I got to do it. I, I I'm taking. We're used to you, Blake. We're <laughs> right, used what are you to you. Be a GBG. Okay, <clears throat> so my good karaoke, karaoke and tub thumping. Oh, out on uh, talking about Backstreet Boys. I mean, once again, Target demo nailed my karaoke <laughs> song was not tub thumping. 
is I just find that the same note all of the time. Not really fun. I mean, great for like poignancy to what they're getting. But as two musicians, but you're never gonna keep me down. I would have hoped that they would have chosen. I get knocked down more songs. But yeah, we're done, Blake. We're done. (laughs) My karaoke jam once again. I have two of them. Uh First one is the Thong Song by Cisco. Yes. That's Love your, that. And it has a bit more of a melodic um, fun to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then uh, my other favorite one is Mbop. Both of those songs make people go, what in the freaking world is going on? Yeah, um, um, Mbop is one. I, but I thought you would go with more of a Proud Mary. No, that's my Drunk in a Bar oh, song. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. No, I don't. Because I don't want to do like actual songs that people... People know and like Expect. care about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because nobody cares about Umbop. Nobody ca- nobody cares how you sing in karaoke. Okay. They're just there for a good time. <laughs> nobody should care about karaoke at all because it sucks. I love karaoke, Blake. Karaoke, karaoke. Sucks. I haven't been able to do enough karaoke since I've been with Blake Ugh. because he doesn't enjoy it. Hate I have it. a blast, but that's it. We go, I think too, because I'm a musician, and this is how I took it also, like Okay, Kate and and, and Patrick, uh, Philip. Oh, I'm naming him the wrong thing. Oh, Kate and oh. Philip. Who am I? Who am I, Rebecca? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the the more I think about it, maybe that's why they chose Tub Thumping because you know you she's singing normal songs all the time and sure, he's yeah. playing normal songs all the time. So go and have fun. In my dream world, they went from Tub Thumping to Mbop, then the Thong Song, and then, and then Wild 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 West. <laughs> <laughs> We could wow wow. We could wow wow best. Okay, my bad. Uh, yeah. Oysters. What do you oysters mean? at the engagement party. Oh yeah. I'm allergic to oysters. So that's like my like bad. But my bad how bad I felt uh-huh. when Phillips blind wife who oh. couldn't conceive babies oh. gets killed it, by a drunk driver. Smushed by a car. Did not see that coming. Did no. Like uh, you knew that they were going to have something special in store for us just because of how much uh, of like a jabroni he is or, or he was at first. No, he's just British. He's very British. So very, very British. Oh, my gosh. But This Is Us was like, okay, um, let's let's have them have difficulties because of infertility. Yes. You know, that's been a storyline for us. You know what? You know what fit is if she was blind because he works yep. at a blind school. They had like a bingo box. Okay. So how are they going to, are they going to get divorced? Is she going <laughs> to cheat on him? No, let's have her die. Okay. So how is she going to die? I don't know. What, what, what if she got hit by a bus? I don't know. What? That's a great idea. <laughs> In an Uber. Oh, killed by a drunk driver. Man. Just did not see that coming. Nope. Wow. I'm just looking for happiness. Oh, Philip, you you took me. And then my great is that divorce is shown on TV without it being a soap opera. Like, I feel like divorce isn't a frequent thing on TV, particularly with kids. Like, people might get divorced on TV and then end up back together. And then in soap operas, they get divorced, but then they, like, sleep with their brother and their cousin. And then they get back together 50 million times. And then, you know, they they have a mutant baby. I don't know. It's just (laughs) not realistic. Whereas this felt realistic and i'll say i've said it before and i'll say it again this is us takes difficult things that we experience in our real life and portrays them very well on television yes i would absolutely agree with you on that one all right my good uh it's a mary and blake media commandment mm-hmm. bookends oh your faves give me all the freaking bookends and not only did we get one bookend we got two bookends we get the bookend of Toby's phone Toby's call. Toby's phone call. And having that 
recontextualized under th- um, through the lens that he would never understand, but mm-hmm. then he does admit that he understands. Yes. Uh, and hearing that conversation and what it was at that point, and then having Toby be able to recognize that Kate wasn't necessarily right, but sees her point. Yeah. And like, I get it now. Mm-hmm. Like, I like there's still room there for him to be like, I don't agree. Like this sucks, but I get it. Yeah. I see it. Um, and then also there is a fantastic bookend with little Jack, Jack and oh. adult Jack when he's like, you're both here. Oh, like, oh man. Jack-Jack oh man. Pulls at my heartstrings. That kid. First of all, that kid actor, the little one, the little one. Oh, Forget about little baby that Jack kid. Jack. Baby Jack Jack. Boba Fett's in the toilet. You uh, both have to stop fighting. Oh man! Like that kid is equally heartbreaking and hot, hot warming at the same time. Like the fact that he knew to take his Boba Fett and throw it in the toilet, like just for them to stop fight. Jack, and like the way that it's written, oh, baby Jack. And Jack. it acted, oh, oh, that kid. At least he stopped running away. <laughs> Take away the red boots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bad. All right. Now, here are my two little dinky doink bads. Okay. These bads prevent it from being a full out five. Okay. Because mine didn't prevent it from being a five plus. I'm just saying what made me feel bad. Yeah, no, but I get, you like I get, to, nit, uh, you like I, to I nitpick. Got, listen, when we're getting into we these know five you, ranges, Blake. you got to nitpick. Yes. If, if we give, we just can't be throwing out fives like we're Oprah. Okay. Yeah, we can't be just tossing them, tossing them about. Okay, what's your nitpick? We listen. Do I buy the relationship between Philip and Kate? I do. Yes, absolutely. I absolutely understand where he's coming from based on off of his bingo box of awfulness. Oh this is a Charmin box I winner. Know. And I also buy Kate. You know, going into his arms a little bit and and appreciating each other for where they are, when they are, and how they are. Mm-hmm. I, I I get all of it. However, big however, we don't see a moment between the two that gets us from we're co-workers to let's go on a date. Oh, we don't get him asking her out on a date? We don't get anything. It's just, okay, they're dating now because they're going on a date because the plot needs them to go on a date. Wasn't it when he asks her to go to karaoke? I took that. No, as no, no. Their, their first date. Their first date was the mariachi band. Yes. But then I, I thought that the first like pseudo pre-date was karaoke. Him asking her because he, he knew she needed to be cheered up. And I would have taken that as, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I hey, guess. this was fun. How I, about it, we get dinner next week? Like you wanted that moment. Let's get dinner and her go, oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Like, and have that, like, and she does have that freak out moment at the dinner, right? Like yeah. there, there is that like. Okay. I didn't need it, but I could appreciate that you wanted it. But that's how I saw the um yeah, the timeline. Yeah, sure. And, and that makes sense. Tub thumping. Yeah. But like even then. Margaritas. Okay, but even then. Why is he inviting her out? Like, 
Because he's your coworker, and they've been now working. So that happened yeah, but like, 16 months heavy, later. Though. That's no, pretty, that's not. That's pretty heavy. They're both single, and she's been going for 16 months to therapy, and this is a really hard thing. And they're working much more closely together now with her new job. True. So Fair enough. let's just take it that over a year and a half, they became even closer friends. Fair enough. And then the other ticky-tack bad that I got is Toby calling on the wedding day. Oh. Listen, loved the moment. Loved it. Not the right time, Toby. Not the right time. You, we don't go calling on wedding days. We don't need your blessing, Toby. Yeah. Day before? Sure. Day after? Okay. Not day of. Send a card. And that, to me, feels more writerly than it needed to be. I would disagree. I think that Toby is a theatrical man. Good, uh, you know what? A valid point. Valid point. But Toby also, to me, if he's that sensitive in nature now to her point, he would understand that that's probably not the most opportune time to make that phone call. Eh, whatevs. <laughs> eh, whatevs. And my great. The great for me is t- two things, really. Um First, it's just the the structure of the episode, how it forces you to stay with it. Mm-hmm. Like it goes from one timeline to the next, and then it goes in between those two time timelines, and then it goes forward even more. And then like you are forced to keep up with the show. It the show does not make excuses for you, uh, and that works on many different levels because you get the sense that it's all happening like at a very quick pace and what they're trying to elicit I think is that life is freaking messy and the timeline and the structure and the narrative structure of this episode is also messy but in a delightful way it purposely puts you on your toes Mm -hmm. and I think that it allows itself some um, it, it allows itself enough disorientation for you as the viewer where you're like, okay, whoa. It, and, and it allows you to accept the larger plot points much easier because mm-hmm. of this disorientation, right? Like Madison all of a sudden is pregnant and, uh, you know, we got the wedding and then, and then the uh, the stuff with Rebecca's memory is moving very fast. Like she can't remember Philip's name for a little bit, and like there's a lot of stuff going on. The look that they all give her when she does remember Philip, it was like oh, a like, sticker. <sighs> it was like you were just given a sticker. Yes. <laughs> Good job, Rebecca. You still got it. And then, and like the, also, the big point of this too is the fact that their divorce does happen, and the the, the relationship between. Kate and Philip does happen. So like all of these things are moving all at once and it allows you not just like a, a, a paint by numbers. Okay. We're doing X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, 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 we're doing all of this and we're going to throw it at you. Mm-hmm. I really like that. The narrative choice that they made, but the big one, the big one, Marvin. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. Like, I don't know how, Okay, here it is. And I, I mean, how could it not be this? 
if there is any <laughs> doubt left, if there's any doubt left that these writers listen to this podcast, I'll eat my hat. I, I'm wearing my tattered old Red Sox hat that I've had for years now. It's all you know sweaty what I and need? gross. I if, will eat my hat. If there is someone out there, maybe after the show is done, they yeah, can just send, like us send, send us an email or message or being like, it was me. Yeah, like, I love the fact that you guys played Whitney. So we totally did that. <laughs> and like, the fun thing is too, not only was it funny, but it was just great to see the two of them laugh. Like and laugh like they used to laugh, mm-hmm. and then also have that moment of like, okay, see you later. Like, gotta go. I loved it. I, I loved, loved that it. moment. Yeah, it worked on so many different levels, and it is a guarantee that these writers listened yeah. to, to "This Is Us" too. It, it, there's just no way. Like, come on, man. There's just too many coincidences <laughs> now. Get out of here oh with all God. that. All right. You got anything else for your GBGs? That is it. All right. Uh, all right. So listen, uh, listeners, normally this episode would have a structure that you're used to, which is the big three feedback. And then we, Mary and I talk about stuff and then we do the in or out. However, because we got so many voicemails. And Y'all had a lot to say. We're going to play all of them. And Mary Yay. and I are just, we're going to, we're going to play them. We're going to talk and then we're just going to discuss uh, and we're going to forego the in or out uh, portion of this episode, which sucks because it's my favorite segment in all of Mary and Blake media. But I just find it more important that all of you have the platform to speak. And I said this during the Jack mother episode. Mm-hmm. You can tell when this episode is special based upon the f- how much feedback we get. Oh, I dig that. And we got a lot during Jack's mother episode, and then we got a lot during this episode. Mm-hmm. So I just want to play the stuff, and we'll just go through it, and, and we'll forego the, the in or out, and then we'll move on from there. Is that fair? Yeah. All right. So but before we do the voicemails, I want to say – I want to kind of go back, Mary, to what you were saying about Jack. Mm-hmm. How you wished he was in the episode? Part of me. I mean, I don't really wish it. I'm just well, no, saying but, like, for it needs to be been, a plus. Yeah, if it needs to be a plus, you would have had to have Jack Pearson. Part of me, he's still there. Likes the fact that he's mentioned but not shown because Jack Pearson to Kate Pearson at this moment or Kate Damon is a myth. And for Toby to not only call upon that myth, but put it into question, Mm. big no-no. Big, big no-no. And I I wanted to get your thought on that. Like, do you find it better that he's not in now that we have that frame framing? Or is it... It wouldn't have fit at all in this episode. He couldn't be in it. So I, I loved how they put it in there. And it made me... I've never heard Kate compare him to Jack, so it was kind of out of the blue. Um, but I appreciate bringing him back because you're right, Kate always did kind of idolize her dad. And part of that, too, I cried at that moment because, you know, we're, we're it's meant to elicit, you know, a response, which is fine. 
but that to me, again, the emotional math adds up. It feels that feels like the moment Kate would say, yeah, we can't do this because her dad is just this, you know, godlike figure in mm-hmm. her mind. Uh, and to, to even dress down any of that in any nature. Ooh, bad. And, but I also cried because I kind of get it. And not that I, I face any of necessarily, uh, that, um, understanding Mm -hmm. from you mary like you don't you're not comparing me to your dad or or whatever no i compare you to jack pearson (laughs) that's true yes (laughs) we have a saying in this house yeah what would jack pearson do yeah uh that is 100 (laughs) percent true that is 100 percent true whenever i'm going full pisces mary says what would jack pearson do yes that's that's um, how i got blake to coach soccer that that is also very true for a sport that i have no knowledge of whatsoever, yet I'm coaching it. It's okay. Uh, I get it because of the other way around. M- my mother died, and it's not that I compare you, Mary, to my mother. Oh, good. But I see it. I Like, if you were to say to me, I'm not Noreen Larson, I'd be like, hey, like, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-m
here's what I'll say. Lighting a, a darker skin tone is very hard because you have the natural lightness of it's the surroundings, right? And you, especially when a lighter skinned tone is combined with a darker skin tone. What I think in years past, up until fairly recently, filmmaking just treated it as though it's a specific one shot, one size fits all uh, light. Because, you know, lighter skin tone accepts light differently than a, than a darker skin tone. And some light balances off darker skin tones more vibrantly than, than lighter skin tones. And what you saw was kind of like a bleaching effect overall. Mm-hmm. And the way that I would say this is what I think filmmakers have learned is that lighting for darker skin tones isn't about washing out anymore. It's not about bringing everything to the same level. It's about how to, how to sculpt that skin tone to give it its most natural feel. Mm. So I think in in large part, what you'll find is that you'll find a lot of different color filters um, on lights uh, and how it's bounced off. Um, In large part, you'll see a lot of um, cinematographers use these big, big uh, white sheets to bounce light off of their subjects even more uh, like off to the left or to the right of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in some cases for lighter skin tones, there are instances where cinematographers use big black sheets so that the, so that the light gets soaked up uh, into the blackness of the sheet. So there are a bunch of different ways to create all different kinds of lighting effects and then I think also, too, a lot of the differences you're finding are just in color grading in post-production. I think people are just more aware of how to make darker skin darker skin tones more natural looking now. Yeah, you know, I'm re-watching the scene in question. Of course, this is from the Saturday in the Park scene. And what I will also say is I think Randall was supposed to be in the background as a character a bit more um, until he steps forward. Both he and Kevin are wearing really dark clothes in that scene, whereas Kate and Toby are wearing light clothes. So not only do they have the lighter skin, but just you're supposed to have the focal, the focus on the two of them. And then Kevin is the one that starts to speak up first. So he steps in front. So you can't see Randall in some of the shots because it's Kevin who's speaking up. Um, And then when Randall does step forward, they use almost this blue light yes. on him, um, particularly to shine on his glasses and then kind of on his forehead area. Um, and what I love about this, you know, he, he also gets picked up from from the house light. But I noticed even in um, the, I think it, I think it was this episode um, that when he's outside. Um, it's it's sorry I'm forgetting exactly which episode it is but he's outside with Kate and with Kevin and um I think it is Saturday in the park cuz I think they're drinking um and he has that blue light shining off of his forehead yeah yeah so it really kind of gives that a uh, definition because they are they're out in the backyard and it is very dark um so they're able to still uh do that and I will say that um you know the the light the 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 crew obviously on this is us is a diverse crew so yeah. they are very aware of that and i think in particular in that 
at that scene, I think that Randall was the least speaking character. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it really was, you know, obviously when he steps forward, he pops a little bit more in the light. But that's what I've noticed is the sure. blue light um, on his deep skin tone really uh, helps him shine as a character yeah. um, without making it super obvious what they're trying to do and another thing too like in it it gives it a more cinematic feel which is again how we talked about you know um color grading but also filters different colors mary you talked about blue lights there are orange lights and it's not necessarily about again washing out directly a, a person's face or their or their skin tone it's about having that light reflect off of something Mm -hmm. um and then having the skin reflect the light that's coming off from a different direction that allows for a, a more sculpting, more natural looking face. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it is. Don't, don't blast somebody with the light. Let the skin tone reflect the light, mm-hmm. um, which I, which I like. All right. You ready for the next voicemail? Yes. Let's do it. If my computer will let me. Okay. Here, let's redo that. Blake. Hi, Mary. Hi, Blake. Hi, Nerd Clan. This is Rachel, longtime listener, first time caller, and huge fan. My lemonade rating for tonight's episode. This was such an amazing episode. While I expected the 100th episode to be something that was more circled around the main Pearsons, for a 100th episode, this was still pretty damn phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And for that reason alone, I give this episode a score of 4.987 lemonades. We're talking down to the hundreds here. My good, I've always had a hard time seeing the similarities between the different ages of Kate. And I finally saw the late teens Kate yes. in Chrissy Metz when Same. she was sitting outside of the restaurant on Same. Uh, her first date with oh, Philip. Yeah. Yes. looked identical. My bad, Sophie, no tea, no shade, no pink lemonade to her. But I've always been way out on her ending up with Kevin. Um, I do have a hot take on this and I'll have to get to it in a second message. It just crushed me so hard to see Madison being all happily married and pregnant and realizing that the door is officially closed on Kevin and Madison being together because it seems like it's opening up for for Sophie. Am I great? I really enjoyed the bouncing timeline and the book ending in this episode. We saw the chain of events take us chain link by chain link, both forward and backward of Katobi. We saw the few hours before the wedding, then the morning after the lawn argument, then went forward a bit and back a bit. And the book ending with little Jack Jack saying, you're both here. And then him saying mm-hmm. it in the far future was so cute and sweet, like a little inside joke slash yes. family quote thing. Loved it. Oh, Rachel. Yes, yes, Rachel, yes. I'm just going to play this. Bam! Just like that. A winner! Excellent, excellent, excellent. But you know what? We're going to get to a hot take because it's it's right here. I can see okay. it. So let's just play it. Hi, Rachel again here. Um, this is my hot take that I Yay. said I would get to in a second message. All right. Uh, my hot take. Oh, hold on. You know what we got to do? Uh, we got to do this. As much as I hate to say it, my hot take is that the time frame between Kate's and Philip's engagement party to their wedding day, I predict Sophie's husband is going to die and Kevin will end up with Sophie. Plus, she is also a nurse, and based on the previews for next week, it looks like we may need her nurse skills for Rebecca. Plus, it was mentioned that the Pearson Pavilion that Kevin is building should have a home for the nurse to stay at, and I imagine that nurse will end up being Sophie. Oh, my God. So... Anyways, that's all from me today. I just thank you guys so much for listening and hopefully playing this message on the podcast. And thank you so much for being our Lumos in a time of Knox. Oh, thank you, Rachel. Rachel, you get this. Makes me want to shout. 
Excellent, excellent, excellent. <sighs> well, um, I love Sophie the sleuth work that you've done here with the nurse <laughs> yes. and all that stuff. Um, how do you feel, Mary, about Kevin ending up with Sophie? Mowage. Mowage. I'm okay with it. I'm a sucker for for the Sophie angle. Um, I'm okay with it. I will say that... I don't um, want your husband to die tragically, but... I mean, this is this is us, right? If you're gonna die, it better make people cry. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we went back, you know, in time to think like Sophie and the husband when they were getting engaged were having issues. If you remember that correctly, yes. So part of me wonders: Did Sophie get married to the guy, hoping that it would fix the thing, and maybe it doesn't fix the thing, and that's what ends up happening? When she sees Kevin and, you know, all the stuff that's happening with his mother and, you know, all of it all together. Is that what leads to them maybe getting back together again? I don't know. Um, it feels like it's going that direction. I, I love that. Well done, Rachel. Yeah, very, very good. All right, let's do the next one. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Ethan from Phoenix. Um calling in about the latest episode of this is us Hi, Ethan. um i'm giving it a five yes i okay. loved every second of it um so for my um for my ratings and everything um like i said I'm, I'm giving it a five um so my good um uh, just the way that they depicted you know their marriage kind of falling apart mm -hmm. i know it sounds weird to say that it was good but <laughs> Um, just authentic. everything about that just felt authentic to me. Oh, yeah. look at that. Uh, better, um, selling me on Kate and Philip. Um, I thought that the, they did a great job of really, you know, making that feel okay. Uh, even though, you know, you know, we've been with, uh, Kate and Toby for so long, this now feels good. All right. And then my great, oh, that last montage of them, um, you know, going to Jack's show and mm -hmm. then circling it back to the beginning conversation uh, with Kate and Toby on Kate's wedding day was just phenomenal. Um, hope you guys all liked it too. Bye. Yeah, Ethan, got to tell you, that final montage um, of all of them together, seeing Jack and... Even wrapping up the fact that Toby is once again married to this new person. Coffee girl. Coffee girl. And I even buy that too with their little interaction that they have over the yogurt. Mm -hmm. I buy it. I don't know why I buy it. I don't think I would normally buy it in any other situation. Because I think they had zingers. I think both he and Kate had those little touch zingers. Yes. And – Part of me, it thinks like I buy it because I just want Toby to be happy. So like, oh yeah, you you found somebody that makes a yogurt joke just like you. Like yay, wee! But I like it. Me too. Uh, and again, it just I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh well, I also think too after you've gone through divorce or 
you know, just being older in life and going through different relationships or having even losses in your life, you just look at life a bit differently and relationships a bit differently. Yeah. Many people say, you know, that in their second marriage, they realize things that they would have done differently in their first. Yeah. You know, maybe I wouldn't have nitpicked X, Y, Z. Maybe I would have tried to be a bit more kept compassionate about this other thing. Um, so I think that it does make sense for you to find somebody and to say, this works. Yeah. And maybe 10 years, 20 years ago, me would have thought this person wasn't right. But now I've actually learned a lot of lessons. And yeah, we know that's very right. true for you and I because 10, 15 years ago, oh no, actually, sorry, 20 I'm years like, ago. We were together then, yeah. 20 years ago, you, you would not have wanted to be with me. <laughs> but for some reason, maybe it was all the Guinness. Somehow I you convinced you. You wouldn't have been with me either. I know. Just, you, you tell me all the time. You're like, I would have made fun of you I that. I would have ranked on you. I would have dragged you th through. Oh, yeah. I would have totally... Totally I wouldn't right have even you. seen you because you were not. just indoors playing video games. That's true. Drinking beers, playing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing I want to say, too, is like I, I also think that the show does a really smart thing with Toby in that it takes him from one extreme to the other where it goes – we have the, the – the, the emotional roller coaster of him being like, okay, I'll do whatever it takes. I don't care. Mm -hmm. He takes the job that sucks. He goes to the therapy. Kate shows up late. He's pissed off. And then he's like, fine, whatever. I'm, if you come in late, I'm leaving early. And, and then, but then we also travel back to him saying, we can't do this. This can't be the end of our story. He tries to kiss her. And like, it's just this emotional roller coaster that Toby has. So that when you do finally see that moment when he sees Yogurt Girl, you're like you're like, okay, I just want him to be happy. Like yeah. I, I just I just want him. You're you're feeling the finality of what is coming, mm. right? And there, I think they're sprinkling in that finality, v finality, mm. very well. Um, in so much that you know that it's the the final season. But it's not like, okay, now this person gets their send-off and that person gets their send-off. It, it's it's being sprinkled in through large plot points that the show is trying to command. My one question to you, Mary, is Ethan said that he felt good about the Kate and Philip relationship. I do too. Mm -hmm. But does the show cheat a little bit? Like we talked about, is there the moment where like – Oh, hey, let's go on a date. Is there that moment? Fine. We we talked about that. But does the show cheat? Because it, it automatically shows you their first quick kiss pretty quickly. And it shows them being like in love and oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna propose. And does it earn that? No, I think it earns it. Yeah. We've known Philip for quite some time. And I I particularly loved watching him play Go Fish with Jack-Jack, knowing that he and Haley had those posters to help on out. So that, to me, shows extreme depth in his relationship in the whole family. I yeah. loved it. All right, let's do the next voicemail. Good morning, Mary and Blake. This is April calling from Richmond, Virginia. Hi, April. I just wanted to call and comment on the Katobi episode of This Is Us to This Is Us. It was a great episode. I give it a four and a half um, stars. Um, I can't say I loved it because it was really hard to watch. Um, I have to say I really felt for Toby in this um, 
episode. I give him all the credit for trying or attempting to make his marriage work, um, for taking a job that he hated, obviously, um, and relocating to put his family first. Um, and it just, to see him in all the, all the flashbacks of, you could tell he was just miserable. He wasn't happy. Um, Kate was fulfilled in her job and her role as a mother and to see Toby kind of suffer, um, through this and not feel, feel fulfilled in any of his jobs as a father or in his um, job was hard to watch. Um, I give them props for going to marriage counseling, mm -hmm. um, and trying to make that work also, but obviously what they did didn't work. Um, and I also feel for Toby, it's just sad to, to see them. They went through so much as a couple and supported each other um, through Toby's bout with depression and other things that they had going on as a couple. And ultimately to see having a child with a disability uh, break them. Mm -hmm. And oh, it looks like we got cut off. Hold on. I think this might be the next one. Hey, it's April again. Yep. I got cut off um, to see um, Toby and Kate get broken by having a child with a disability um, as a parent and in a marriage when you have kids it just completely changes your relationship and you have to be on the same page of how you parent and obviously Toby and Kate really struggled with that and Toby feeling criticized for everything he did um, through Kate's eyes uh, don't know if that's actually how it was but I do have to say in a couple of a couple scenes that she did seem critical though you know she did spend the most time with the kids but anyway they obviously made the right choice because it was good in the end to see them happy in their future relationships with each other um and uh with their newfound loves i was worried we weren't going to have enough time to see kate and philip together but seeing him in this episode um made me warm up to him and like him and appreciate him um, and seeing Toby finally find himself and become happy in the situation mm -hmm. that he was. Yeah. Um, and I totally understand with him being scared about being alone and having to start over, but obviously it was better for him in the end because he ended up being happy, uh, which is the best thing for them. So really good episode again, hard to watch, but I did enjoy it. April, thank you so much. You bring up a great point, especially about Toby saying, I can't do this. I can't be alone. I don't want to start all over yes. again. So let's take that and break that down for a second. Bring it. Toby says, we can't do this. I want to be, I can't be alone, yada, yada. We have to be together. Mm -hmm. Why is he saying they have to be together? Because he can't be alone. Yes. He can't start over. It's not Kate because I love you. Kate because we're made for each other. Kate because, you know, we're destined you know, through the stars to be together. It's, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. It is a selfish reasoning. And you can feel that urgency from him. Like it's, it's gilded in, Hey, look at we, look at us. We're great parents. Now we have co-parenting skills and, but it's not that no. it's just insecurity. And I wanted to get your thoughts on that, Mary, if you thought that was nice. I, I did because I, I feel like a lot of people have that fear. You know, it's so unknown. And um, those who do go through this, go through divorce and co-parenting and all this kind of stuff, you know, they can share advice with friends who are beginning that journey. Yeah. Um, 
But aside from that, it's not necessarily something people talk a lot about because it is so hard and it can be very wretched about the other person, you know, like just like people don't talk about infertility or miscarriages and and stuff a lot. Um, But at least that you don't, hopefully you don't feel like is your fault. Whereas breakups and divorces, um, it's hard not to have strong feelings about your ex-partner. And so for him to say, I can't go through this because it's unknown and it's scary. And how is this going to affect our kids? And then to add the layer of, I have to date again. Oh, Oh, no way, man. No chance. What I, no, mm -mm. I would just, I'd be celibate <laughs> in the end. I, I would just say, screw it. I ain't going to be with anybody else. I don't know. I, I don't think I could do it. I know. I know I couldn't do it. Just it'd be misery. Misery. That's why we're never going to get divorced, Mary. There you go. You're always going to be stuck with me for the rest of your life. Just like a leech. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to suck the blood no, right no. out of you. I'm going to suck the life right out hey, of you. Hey, there's not much left. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm running on fumes right now. <laughs> you know, Mary, I think um, an underappreciated scene in this episode is the football scene between Jack yes, and, and Philip and Philip. That scene is a remarkable scene. Loved and, it so much. And it works because Toby seemingly gives his blessing to, yes. to the whole thing. But it, it, not even necessarily that, you know, Philip needed it. But I think we as viewers had to understand Toby's journey and part of that journey was, okay, if this is going to happen, like you need to do X, Y, and Z things for my kids. And I'm sure that's pretty rich coming from me mm-hmm. because I'm sure that Kate told you all this stuff. And this is why it works because Philip says to him, well, no, it, I didn't hear all the bad stuff. In fact, all she had to say was great things about you. But we heard bad stuff and we as viewers needed it because we just came from uh, you know at the birthday party where Kate was talking about Backstreet Boys and he's like yeah wish it actually paid though and that's in front of the whole family and then the scene right before Toby and Philip meeting is um, with Toby saying I look miserable because you are in the room. Oh man brutal. And then then Bubba Fett in the toilet because they were yelling so much. So we go from that scene to Guinness. Yes. Which he doesn't even like Guinness. And such a great moment. (laughs) Such a great moment. He's like, yeah, no, I don't don't like that at all, but it's fine. So I think that that was, you know, we just went through some really rough patches seeing it a little bit more through Kate or Jack Jack's eyes, you know, the Kate didn't say mean things at that moment to yeah, yeah. Toby. So I liked that we were able to have this nice thing where he teaches him a bit about American football and yeah. says, this is really important to her family. Like, and you better understand this. Cause mm-hmm. if you don't, you're going to have problems. And not only that, it's also part of to- Toby's journey to getting to the point of, I get it. Yeah. Right. He, he can, he has enough space where he can zoom out and say, yeah, I wasn't good enough. And next we see him getting his own apartment. And I feel like that is such a normal thing that also doesn't get talked about. Yeah. When traditionally the dads move out and they get the divorcee apartment. Yep. My dad had it. 
you know, my friend's ex-husband had it, you know, it's, it's just what they do in the interim and they have to make sure, can I take care of the kids? And is there a spot for them? My brother had it. Like they go through this and it generally is just a boring beige apartment um, that kind of has this rotation of divorcees, divorcees. How do you even say that? Whatevs. I don't know. Stats of the nerds. And, (laughs) And like, there's another great subtle moment of him taking down the young Frankenstein poster and just carrying it out like such a great moment to symbolize the destruction of this marriage. I just I mm-hmm. really I really like that. All right, let's do the next one. Hi Mary and Blake, this is Jody calling from Ohio. Hey Jody. And I am calling about episode 12, Katobi. I wanted to let you guys know that I've been listening to you guys since you started this as us too. Oh, I'm really going to miss it once this um series wraps up. Um however, you guys have been um, inspired me to watch Outlander, so I will be catching up with you guys when I start that. All right. Um, this episode, awesome. I give it a five lemonade rating. My good is the co-parenting. Um, I really admire them for dedicating, being dedicated to having a good co-parenting relationship for the kids. Um, it's really, really important. Um, you know, and I love how Kate said their story doesn't end because she's right. It doesn't. My bad is um, when Toby was begging Kate to work things out, he never said to her, I can't live without you. He just said, I don't want to be alone. There you I don't go, Jody just brought over. it up. Um, I just, I know that the show is sort of designed to have you like the Pearsons, but I do see both sides of it. I feel that Toby was resentful for moving back to L.A. It was causing him to be ir- irritable, sarcastic, and I just, I kind of felt like he didn't want to try. And I'm probably going to have to do a part two. Sorry, I'm trying to go fast. <laughs> it's okay, Jody. You just broke all the rules. It's fine. We'll 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 play the second uh, message for you. Sorry that I got cut off. My great was um, Kate taking control of her happiness, and um, and the flash forwards. It just really showed her being truly happy, and um, she deserves that. We've really seen her character heal and develop. Um, I had a hard time seeing with her and Philip at the beginning, but now I'm just so happy because she seems so incredibly happy. And I think, you know, Kate and Toby found each other when they were both broken. They were broken people in their lives. And and during their relationship, they healed and grew. And unfortunately, they just grew apart and it didn't work out. And sometimes that happens. Um, and I have to say, Mary, you were right last week about Kevin and Madison because it showed um, Madison with, I think his name's Elijah, and mm-hmm. pregnant. So we know for sure that those two are done. So I wasn't really emotional for this episode because I've been through a divorce twice, unfortunately. And um, so I'm kind of numb to it. But I definitely had empathy for everything that they were going through. And, you know, Kate and Philip, I think their bond is over the tragedies that they had both experienced. So, but thank you guys so much for this podcast. I've, I really enjoy listening to you guys and thank you, Blake, for being vulnerable and raw with us. And I really admire that. So have a good day guys. Bye. Well, thank you, Jody. I, I appreciate the kind words about that episode. I, <clears throat> it's my uh, pleasure, oddly enough, to be raw and vulnerable with all of you because that is, this is us too, man. No, that's what we're here for. It's, it's our lives as well. And whether, for better or for worse, you're all part of it. And you all get a chance to listen to me wax on about it. So thank you very much. And Marvin, 
Jody called it out, man. Jody called it out. Mm-hmm. She didn't get emotional because she's been involved through divorce at least twice. Wow. So spot on again, Marvin. Spot on. Uh, I don't know how to. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just it's a it's a great um tidbit or it's a great assessment of how some people could react to certain things, and I and I think that's it's very intuitive of you, Mary. Very intuitive. Oh, thank you. Hi, Mary and Blake. It's Gloria from Methuen. Katobi, what an episode. I'm giving this one 4.5 lemonades. I had a lot of questions. I know This Is Us is known for having different timelines within the same episode, Mm -hmm. but this one was a little crazy to me. My good was Philip taking Kate to karaoke and playing that song for their performance. Kind of perfect for post-divorce signing. My bad, I have two. First, it seemed like the writers were rushing this episode. So much happened in one that spans so many years. I would have liked to see those storylines play out. And two, Toby calling Kate on her wedding day. Really, Toby? It had to be that day? And my great was seeing future Kate very much alive and well. Both of them still living a life with their kids. Very happy about that. Being a divorcee myself, it was wicked hard. It sucked. And my four kids definitely needed us apart to be happy. And Kevin going through all those women, a little sad, but it does still give me hope for Cassidy. Team Cassidy forever. That's it. <laughs> Bye, guys. That's right, Gloria. You and I, Team Cassidy. I'm in. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go with Team Cassidy. <sighs> this is That's why she's my cousin from Boston. That's why. She, she, Gloria will always be your cousin from Boston. Just throwing that out there. Hi, Mary and Blake. It's Brittany from Pennsylvania. Hi, Brittany. And Katobi is kaput. Oh. oh, there we go. This episode was a doozy. And Penny, I know you're listening. You know I want to give this episode a big fat zero. But upon Ooh. further reflection, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Okay. My good was This Is Us playing with the timeline, the nonlinear storytelling, seeing the breakdown of the marriage, seeing the rebuild of a friendship and new relationships, new beginnings was great. Plus we got to see Rebecca sort of in the middle of from where she is now to where we know she'll be in the end and see that decline a little bit. Makeup was on point, but also she couldn't remember Philip's name, which honestly, Bex, is that his name? I don't know either. (laughs) My bad. And why I want to give it a zero is Kevin and Madison are officially off the table. I don't know why I thought otherwise, because if I ship it, it's doomed to fail. <laughs> but I'm disappointed. I also did not appreciate, oh, yeah, Madison's pregnant, blah, blah, blah. Oh, look, Sophie. No, I don't care about Sophie. I don't want Kevin to end up with a hashtag, who are they? I, I just want Kevin to be with his kids in his cabin. Oh, I'm so upset. <laughs> My great, though, was this episode made me feel beyond just Kevin and Madison everything i was angry i was happy i was hopeful they did a great job all right mary and blake media commandment gotta feel mm-hmm. the, that's how you know it's good if you feel yes and britney's got all the feels oh yes angry happy sad yes frisky inside out would be proud <laughs> anger is just sitting there burning flames on his forehead <laughs> oh lewis black um yeah, Mary, let me ask you this. Mm. We've we've had two calls in a row where 
Gloria does not like the nonlinear storytelling. Brittany, big fan, like me. Yep. Where are you on that spectrum? I feel like This Is Us is always nonlinear. Yeah, but like this one was... This one was all over the place. Especially nonlinear. I this love- felt like a Christopher Nolan movie. Oh. I liked it a lot. Yeah, you liked it? So you're on the... You like the, the It was like a little surprise each time. Ooh, which time am I now? <laughs> like, okay, so one of the things that I loved is when we start off, you know, with Kate coming out and Mowage and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Madison shuts the door. You know, oh, your brother's so funny or your brother's yeah. so weird or whatever. And as she shuts the door, you see the big old rock on her yeah, finger. Right. So, you know, it's this whole speculation about like who has wedding rings and who doesn't. So I love that we got that shot. And then, of course, at the engagement party, um, she's pregnant. Yeah, right. So you know, little things like that and the different ages of the kids. And um, I don't know. I just had fun seeing those little things and getting surprises that weren't even the main characters. You know, I've watched it now two or three times. And when you get to rewatch it, you get to watch the extra people and pick up a little bit more on what they're saying and doing. Part of me thinks they're going to go towards Sophie for Kevin because that woman lives in New York and she's flying out to LA for an engagement party. That's like that. That's a serious. I think they got really close again. I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that they Kate, didn't. Yeah, I'm just saying the fact is she's like you're flying out to L.A. You're, you're flying out six hours to go to an engagement party. Uh, I'm calling a little bit of shenanigans. There. Well, maybe she needs a vacation. Nevertheless, Marvin, I'm, I'm going to call shenanigans. Nevertheless, okay. nevertheless, okay. calling shenanigans. Mm-hmm. But we're still going to move on to the next. Uh, okay, voicemail. let's do it. Hi guys, this is Paula. Um, I wanted to talk about Kate and Toby from This Is Us. Um, so I wanted to talk about the most controversial thing that Toby said that probably has half the internet raging and that he is basically not Jack Pearson and he has been competing with Jack Pearson. Mm-hmm. Now, I do not think that was a low blow at all. I mean, was it not kind? Maybe, but you know, sometimes <laughs> Maybe. unkind things need to be said. Truth hurts, Kate. Um, but like, really, if you stop to think about it, I don't think he's wrong. I mean, right before they got married, he's talking to Jack's ashes. Like, how much more competing with Jack Pearson can it get when you are talking to the urn of a man you never met? Second, just like everything that makes Kate happy, that made Kate happy in the early days of their relationship, had to do with a grand gesture, or if Toby wanted to fix something that Kate got upset about, it would he would do it with a grand gesture. Like the not bonding with Jack thing. Didn't he make him a music room or something? And Kate was all mushy over it. Like, that's all it takes for Kate to be happy. And the second he stopped, well, producing stuff out of thin air and became, you know, himself, she didn't like him anymore. So I don't know, that made me very sad for him that he's competing with a dead man. Aww. So and, Mary, you know, the second he stops, uh, Mary is is Toby right? Is is he competing with Jack Pearson in his own mind? But no, no. But let's just let's zoom out. Is he? You mean to him, or is Kate comparing him? 
definitely to him, I know that he is. That that's a guarantee. That's yeah, a him himself. But, this is self-imposed. But is he correct though that no. Kate is comparing him to Jack? No, I think she's expecting him to be a good father. But what is her definition of good father? And is that informed by Jack Pearson? And could we thereby argue that he is in fact competing against Jack Pearson? Okay, sure. <laughs> the, the resignation there just sounds great. Am I competing against your mom? No, but I don't, I never. Like it was never said until now that she was, com- he was competing against Jack Pearson. So can I argue that I'm always competing against your mom? No, because I, I, I've, I've never framed it that way. Neither has Kate. I think that's a fair argument. I think that's a fair argument. Thanks. <laughs> I don't mean it to sound like you know condescending. I'm, I'm just I'm 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 agreeing with you, and as I'm agreeing with you, I'm thinking it through my head. I'm trying to find a a hole in that argument, and I don't think I can. I think it's a fair argument. Cool. All right. Cool. All right. Let's get to the <laughs> let's get to the last. It really helps sometimes that you have a dead parent as well when we need to relate to this is us. <laughs> Gosh, freaking this is us, man. I they know. just get you. I know they get you in the darkest ways. And they bring in friggin' Whitney. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's get to the last so voicemail, hard. shall we? Mm-hmm. Hi, Mary and Blake. Uh, this is Abby from Maryland, Hi, Abby. and Hi. I could not resist calling in with a voicemail. Um, about episode 612, Katobi. Okay. I don't have a GBG. I just wanted to give all the kudos to the writers for presenting co-parenting the way they did and in such a positive way. Um, my ex-husband and I separated when our son was two months old. And he's almost seven now. And I ugly cried through this whole episode. Yeah. Um, when Baby Jack and Grown Up Jack, uh, you know, gave those bookends of you're both here, um, it got me in all the feels because divorce is hard and awful. And it's, it's easier sometimes to focus on your adult problems and to be petty, um, towards your ex, but all of our kids want all, all that our kids want is to have both of their parents. And I mean, my son said the same thing around, you know, the age of three, when I would pick him up from his dad and he would cry because he was so happy to be back with me, but he wanted to be able to be with both of us. Um, and so I'm thankful to the writers for portraying two people who went through a divorce and felt all of that pain and hurt and hard feelings towards each other, uh, but still prioritize showing up for their kids. This whole episode was incredible, but this aspect really stood out for me. So there you go. There's an example of someone who having gone through divorce, having all of the feels. And, she, and having gone through it with with younger kids in mind. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, I was just thinking, I was like, oh my gosh, like... I did not want my parents together, but I'm saying that as someone whose parents got divorced as I was a teenager. Right. You, so you saw the ugliness mm-hmm. for what it was. Yes. Yeah. Whereas had you asked me that <coughs> in elementary school, I would have wanted both my parents gotcha. together. So, so do you think there is a difference in that this is kind of d- diving deeper a little bit here, getting a little bit more granular with, with, the, with the concept do you think there's a, a demarcation line for people who experienced divorce as a child as opposed to someone who experienced divorce as an adult, like getting divorced themselves in, in terms of how they reacted to this episode? I don't know. That's a really good question. Ooh. 
Would you say that's a fair argument, Mary? I think it depends upon how your parents <laughs> were. Right by you. Oh, gee, look, there goes the point. Um, <laughs> I think it depends upon how your parents ended up years later. Yeah. I think there's some couples where one person never recovers. Sure. And they're bitter and like ruined forever. But the majority that I know of after time uh, do find rays of sunshine elsewhere. I would just say that if we got divorced, I would be the bitter ruined forever person. Like I would, I would, I don't even like, I don't even like the word in the house and that Mary will say that like she will, she will attest to that. I don't even like that word in the house at all. So it's hard for me to even acknowledge that, but it's true. Like if that happened, I would be the bitter. My life is ruined. Leave me in a dark hobbit hole for the rest of my life kind of person. Yikes, man. I would. Totally. <laughs> just just Bringing misery. on the dark. I know. All right, Marvin, that is it. That is it for all the voicemails. Uh, and we are now at an hour 12 mm-hmm. for this episode. So I think we've explored it pretty thoroughly. Uh, I'm sure that there are other things that, that did happen. I mean, uh, you know, one last thing I will say and I wrote this down, is why does Jack Jack associate the big green egg so much with the day that his parents' like marriage dissolved? Oh my gosh. You want to know? Yeah. Okay. So Jack Jack is blind, and so his other senses are super strong. Yeah. And he probably smelled the green egg all day uh, making the meat. Gotcha. And Toby's there saying, do you smell that? Ba 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 ba. So he has a very strong smell memory that associates with that day. You know, like when you smell things, you're like, this smells like Christmas. Yeah. But I guess my question is, wouldn't like, adult Jack Jack at that point, well established in his career is is far out from you're both here piano adult jack jack i mean he's living in like mansion yeah touring so he knows that his parents were better that that things were okay his parents both remarried and happily support him and mm-hmm. co-parent together and so like i I can look back and say, I'm glad my parents got divorced. They are happier now yes. than they were. Yes. So that's how I take Jack Jack in his memory of the green egg. That mm-hmm. yet yeah, was, it was tough, but it ended up being okay. Yeah. And All now right. I get my parents happy. So. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That- but I think it's a smell memory. Yeah, I just I guess I just wonder why he associates that with the with the dissolution of his parents' marriage. Like wouldn't that be something else later on? I think that's also like childhood uh putting it on themselves. I wonder if he kind of yeah, pl- kind of blames himself. Yeah. yeah, like as you just said, like if he blames himself like that when he got his head screwed up when he when he took off that was that was the beginning of the end. Yeah. Because it was on him that things yes. got messed up. Yes. Like, okay, I will fair. frequently say, 
oh, my being a teenager and going through the typical teenager pushback, I want to challenge the rules that my parents make, um, that that might have been a catalyst, that mm-hmm. that was in in our relationship, that was a frequent uh, division point between my parents. One would take my side and one wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And so for a while, I thought, I'm causing this. Yep. And I can look back, and that is how I remember the significant deterioration of my parents' marriage is my high school years over things about me. Because think about it. Jack Jack might have like a slight memory of that day. Sure. And it's ingrained in his mind. And he only saw it from his perspective. He didn't see them fighting when he was asleep or not there. So you only remember. Yeah, he wouldn't have gotten the I'm competing against Jack Pearson thing. He he wouldn't. He remembers probably the chaos of the party and the house falling apart and him running away and like all the repercussions that were from that and probably had like this childhood guilt for a little while. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. No, fair fair enough. Um, He's he's messed up like all of us guys. (laughs) Jack Jack went to therapy like all of us. Lastly, Kate obviously is alive and well in the her timeline which uh, solves that mystery for all of us. Uh, we have not seen her in that timeline yet at all. This was the first time that we've seen her. That's still not the same timeline. Is yeah, it? it is. When? In the her timeline? In the dying Rebecca timeline? Yeah. We see Kate? Yeah. Where? When she goes to the, when she goes to the bar to go see Jack play. See, but I think that's earlier. Jack isn't famous at that point. So if we're talking the same... Timeline. I don't know when. I don't know how yeah, old like Jack how, Jack yeah. is okay. when Rebecca's dying. We haven't seen what age Jack Jack is when Rebecca's dead. Yeah, I think we can assume or that, dying. Yeah, like how far in advance is the her timeline from Jack playing at the bar? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, is it the same? Because we've time? seen, uh, we've seen Kevin's kid, right? We've seen Kevin's son. We've seen Kevin's son. And he was... He's like nine-ish. Okay. So he's the same age as Haley. And Jack-Jack is maybe, what, two, three years older than Haley? Yeah. So Jack-Jack needs to be a, a teenager, a young teenager in Rebecca's death timeline. But that doesn't make sense because they look so much older. Right. I mean, divorce does that to you. <laughs> it ages you. It ages it you does. real quick. It does. Um, but n- nevertheless, we see uh, in older Kate. <laughs> the actor who plays Jack Jack adult is just going to come in with like backwards hat. No. <laughs> baseball cap. Like Steve Buscemi. Hey, fellow kids. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So that is that. I think we should close this bad boy out. What do you think? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Thank you so much for those of you who are listening in live time. As you know, we've had all the things. travel, my continued sickness, and life. Vacation. Vacation was good. It was well, well needed. I just napped a lot. Yeah, you did. You and did. That's why I was alive. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, especially to our friends at jointhenerdclan.com. Um, if you're not yet a member there, and if we bring you a little if we're a little lighthouse for you on your commutes or while you're cooking or at the gym, please think about joining. It's for as little as $2 a month. It goes to this mom and pop shop podcast that Blake and I run. So once again, it's just join the nerd 
All right, everybody. Thank you so much. That's it. That's all we got. My name's Mary. My name is Blake. This is us, too. Thank you.